ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We were at the chapter of this book of Imam Bukhari rahimahullah that says يَبَرُّ أَبَوَيْهِ A person should obey his parents مَا لَمْ يُكُنْ As long as they don't ask us to do something that is against the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which means without disobeying Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as long as is not into that then anything else we should obey our parents and the first hadith if we remember last week we talked about it was a detailed hadith in which there were nine advices from Rasulullah this is the second hadith that we had it before also in the same chapter book narrated on the authority of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As who says جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ a man came to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, جِئْتُ أُبَايِعُكَ عَلَى الْحِجْرَةِ Ya Rasulullah, I came to do bay'ah with you on hijrah. So, this person came from a far distance. And as we talked about it previously, that this person was originally from Yemen. Who says, I came, Ya Rasulullah, to do bay'ah with you on doing hijrah. Which means, I'm going to just stay in Medina now. I will not leave you, Ya Rasulullah. I'll be with you now for the rest of my life. But, and to show his sacrifice, he said, I left my parents in tears. They were crying when I came. Now, this man came all the way from Yemen to Medina Munawwara with the intention of spending his life with the Prophet. Rasulullah said to him, Go back to your parents. فَأَضْحِكْهُمَا كَمَا أَبْكَيْتَهُمَا And make them laugh the way you made them cry. Subhanallah. Look at the importance of parents in Islam. And you know for, if we think about it, we want people to come. We want people to move to Medina. We want to increase our number. He says no. None of those things is, is as important as for you to go and be with your parents and obey them. Serve your parents. Of course, this isn't the situa- situation when they need their children and they are not happy about children leaving them. The other hadith narrated again on the authority of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhu who says, جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يُرِيدُ الْجِحَادِ A man came to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the intention of jihad. So he says, Ya Rasulullah, I'm going to stay with you and I will do jihad. When we look at these two things, hijrah and jihad, and then we look at the ayat of the Quran and the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa about the importance of these things, we will realize that, especially during that period, these were some of the most important faraid of Islam. This man came and he said, Yuridul jihad, he came with the intention of jihad, I'm going to stay with you here. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ahayyun walidak? That was the question he asked. Is your parents alive? فَقَالَ نَعَمْ He said yes. فَقَالَ فَفِيهِمَا فَجَاهِدُ Go and do your jihad with your parents. Beautiful hadith that has a lot and a lot of lessons for us. We had this hadith before also. But I just like to emphasize on two points here. One is فَفِيهِمَا فَجَاهِدُ 
tells us that serving parents in their old age is a jihad. A lot of time we have complaints from children. You know, my parents don't understand, they don't realize, they don't do this, and then they give me hard time. And I mean, I have work, I have family, and it's difficult for me. They do this, they, they expect this, and regardless of how much I do, they are not happy, or they keep on shouting at me. All of this is going to happen because fafihima fajahid. Go and do jihad with your parents. Tells us that it's a jihad. But of course, the reward is according to the struggle. And fafihima fajahid tells us that just like there are people who are doing jihad in the field, this is your jihad also. There will be a lot of difficulties, a struggle. Those people have left their homes and went out. So at least for you, you haven't left everything. But to a certain extent, you will have to sacrifice. And there will be some good sacrifice there. You know, and we have to understand that it's... We, at this time, we may look at it, yes, people in the old days, they do this. A time will come when we will be in that age also if we didn't leave the world before that. And we are not any exception to that rule. Whatever any other old person goes through, we will have to go through it also. As Rasulullah said, every disease, every disease has a treatment, except old age. Has no treatment. Just like, as, and this example may just tell us how it works, that a person went to a doctor and he complained about his knee problems. And the doctor says, yes, this is because of old age. So he said, then, I have back problem also. He says, yeah, that is also because of old age. So then, I have difficulty with my eyes, seeing with my sight. He says, it's part of the old age. So he said, I'm like, I have difficulty hearing. He says, part of the old age. Now the old man lost his temper. He says, what type of doctor are you? Everything I'm telling you, you're telling me it's old age, old age, old age. You don't know nothing else? The doctor smiled. He says, this is also because of old age. So a person loses temper. You know, this is part of, I mean, it's weakness. It's weakness. That a person has no control. So you lose control over your temper also. So it's all part of the same package. Old age. That's it. It's one package. Comes with a lot of things with it. So at that age, people get like, I mean, they are not too comfortable opening up, talking to people, or they are not satisfied with regardless of how much children do because they have a lot of expectations from the children. Oh, when you were a child, you don't know how much I did for you. So that's in the mind. I did so much for you. And now you are not doing this for me. And it is a fact, of course. You know, uh, in old age, if parents or one of them will repeat the same thing three, four times, we get annoyed. You know, you just told me this. But as children, we may ask them the same question a hundred times. And they're still with a smile on their face, they keep on responding to us. So, then we have to realize that they did a lot for us, but this is 
I'm saying the word jihad that Prophet used over here is a very meaningful word. It's not just he repeated a word, okay, you came for jihad, so I'm telling you go and do jihad there. No, he didn't just repeat a word that was uttered by other but that by that man. He is telling as the reality of serving the parents in their old age, it will be a jihad. So you have to be ready for it. It's gonna be a struggle. But you have to do it. It's a responsibility that we have to fulfill. The other thing we understand from this hadith, from the word fajahid, is that as in today's time, the word jihad is totally being misused for just beating people up or hurting people or killing people or just being in the battlefield. No, that's not what really truly the word jihad means. See here, Rasulullah is asking the child, the son, to do jihad with his parents. Is he going to go kill his parents? I mean, this simply means that that will be a struggle. So every struggle is jihad. And sometimes confrontation may not be physical, it still is considered jihad. Ya O Prophet, do jihad against kuffar and munafiqeen. We read this in Quran. Now, did Prophet ever when in a war against munafiqeen. In fact, did he even kill any of the munafiqeen? And of course, everyone knows the answer is no. Didn't he practice upon this ayah? Surely he did practice it. Ya ayyuhan nabi. The order comes especially to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Prophet, jahid al-kuffara wal-munafiqeen. Do jihad against kuffara and munafiqeen. So what type of jihad did Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do against munafiqeen? Educate them. Teach them confront them and talk to them, make them sit and ask them, did you say this? Did you mean this? Did you do this? This is all part of the jihad, where you stop their evil in whichever way, either by talking or by educating them or having sabr on them. This is also part of the jihad. And Prophet ﷺ did all of this jihad against munafiqeen, but never physically he led a war against munafiqeen or even asked anyone to kill any of the munafiqeen. So this is, this ayah of Qur'an and this beautiful hadith also explains the meaning of the word jihad. That it, every time when this word is used, it all depends on the context in which it's used and then it, we will have to understand the meaning of it. The next chapter that Imam Bukhari rahimahullah has in his book, Babu man adraka walidayhi falam jannah. A person who gets who has the opportunity of having his parents and yet does not go to Jannah. See, there are some hadiths that talk about a person who is able to have his parents in their old age and he does not go to Jannah. But this is general. There is no condition of old age. You have your parents, you should be able to go to Jannah. This is what the hadith really is all about. Let's look at the hadith. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhum writes, Anil Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, Raghima anfuhu, Raghima anfuhu, Raghima anfuhu. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Disgrace, disgrace, disgrace is for that person. He said it three times. Now Sahaba are afraid. Maybe he's pointing to a specific person now. Someone may have done something wrong. And Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is talking about that person. So they said, Ya Rasulullah man, who are you talking about, Ya Rasulullah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 
من أدرك والديه عند الكبر أو أحدهما فدخل النار A person who finds his parents both of them or one of them in their old age and still he goes to hellfire there is no way that you will go to hellfire if your parents are in their old age and you have the opportunity to serve them what does this mean parents are the doors of jannah in simple words as there is another hadith clearly states that your parents are the doors of the jannah so parents are the doors of the jannah serving your parents simple means your door of the jannah is open so if a person has the opportunity of serving his parents there is no reason that why he would go into hell jahannam of course this is talking to believers many times a question would come right away that okay how about a person who's very kind to his parents but doesn't pray or a person who doesn't fast no prophet sallallahu is talking to the people of iman we have to understand this he's talking to the people of iman he's talking to the people in the masjid so who is he talking to? Is he talking to people who are not praying? Of course, no. This is not the khutbah that is given to kuffar while he's giving da'wah that, okay, you serve your parents and you go to Jannah. This is to the people of Iman. With all the responsibilities that you're fulfilling towards the deen, you have a door of the Jannah. You have the key to the door. And that is your parents. You have your parents, you're going to Jannah. Serve them properly in addition to all the other things. Because we all know that regardless of how good of believers we are, we have our shortcomings. We all have our shortcomings. How do I make sure that my shortcomings are forgiven and I would be guaranteed Jannah? Rasulullah in this hadith is telling us one of those guarantees is your parents. You have both or one of them and you are serving them to their pleasure or at least serving them to your best ability. Your Jannah is guaranteed. Jannah is guaranteed. Beautiful. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making our parents a door of Jannah for us. Subhanallah, you don't have to go out looking for other people. I have to serve 100 people before I go to Jannah. It's only two people, your father and your mother. And you're guaranteed Jannah in spite of our shortcomings that we need our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness for. Another chapter, Babu man barra walidayhi zaadallahu fi umri. The blessing of obeying the parents. What do we get in return? Of course, we saw one, and that is, you're for, you are forgiven, and you get the Jannah. There is another blessing that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa have mentioned in the hadith. Sahal ibn Mu'az radiyallahu anhu. narrates on the authority of his father, Mu'az radiyallahu anhu, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man barra walidayhi tuba lahu, zaadallahu azza wa jalla fi umrihi. A person who obeys his parents, whoever is dutiful to his parents, he has two things. Bliss is for that person. And Allah will increase, will prolong his life. Two things are mentioned. One is Tuba. What is Tuba? According to many of the muhaddisin, Tuba is a special place in Jannah. Especially if we look at the ayah. Uh, under the tafsir of this ayah even Mufassirin have explained in detail in, with the, in the light of a lot of narrations that Tuba is a place in Jannah and is a tree in Jannah that will be given to a specific people in their share in their part of the Jannah so 
in simple words, that this is a reward that this person will get in Jannah in the hereafter, that he will get a very special place in Jannah, we can say. A special place that other people will look at him and envy him that, how did you get this? Oh, I closed my parents for a life and I served them. That's one. The other reward and the benefit that is mentioned in the hadith is a worldly benefit. And that is Zad Allahu fi umrihi. Allah will prolong his life. Now what does this mean? We know, inna ajal Allahi idha ja'ala When Allah's promised time comes, it, never, it can never be delayed. And the hadith tell us that there is qadr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designate an age for every person who, uh, who comes to this world. And before this person is, comes to the world, just when he's in the womb of his mother, Allah informs the malaika how long is he going to live. So now, what does increasing in that person's life means? Of course, it's not referring to that if that person was supposed to live for 50 years, he's going to live for 70 years. Or he's supposed to live for 70 years, he's going to live for another 10, 20 years. Zadallahu fi umrihi. Allah will increase his life simply means Allah will put barakah in his life. In 50 years, this person will achieve what others cannot achieve in 100 years. And if we study the biographies of the scholars of the ummah, of course, who could be better example than Rasulullah when it comes to barakah? Within the period of 23 years of Nabuwa, 13 years of Makkah, 10 years in Medina. Just within that period of 23 years of the Nabuwa, established the full Sharia, full laws of how to live a personal life, a family life, how to deal with anything that you have to deal with in your life, how to run a state, Every detail about dunya and akhirah, Rasulullah had explained it and established it within a period of 23 years. If we just look at one of the chapters out of thousands of chapters of Sharia, thousands of chapters of Sharia, if we just look at one of those chapters, we will realize that a whole committee cannot establish all the details of these, these rules in that period of time. Take just Hajjan as an example. Take a trade and a business as an example. And we see how many hadiths are about that field. And how much detail is mentioned about that. And then you'd be surprised. Like this book that we have that we are studying is a book that has close to thousand pages. It's all about just Adab. Just this chapter, Adab. How much a person would have to think to teach people Adab about everything. And this is, these are the beginning chapters where we are just learning the adab about respecting parents. We will have adab about neighbors, about dealing with animals, dealing with Muslims, with non-Muslims, about adab of sitting, about adab of talking, about adab of walking, about adab of eating. So many adab of everything, thousand pages of just adab of one book only. So if we just take that chapter, a whole committee cannot document all of these adab with these details in not only documenting them in such a beautiful manner that till the day of Qiyamah, people will not find better teachings than these. With all the research that is being done, with all the advancement of technology and everything, is a challenge to the world that can you bring better teaching about these chapters than what Rasulullah have taught us.
And this is just one chapter out of thousands of chapters that he have taught. So, barakah of time. Within that 23 years, he's establishing something that people are not able to establish with whole large committees that they establish every few years, amendment, an amendment, an amendment. And those amendments are only in hundred rules of running the state, of running the country. And within that, every some years, there is amendment. There is no amendments here and there is no need for amendments. So, this is Barakah, Imam Shafi rahimahullah. We see how much work he has done. He was faqih and he was muhaddis. Allah blessed him with the knowledge of hadith and with the knowledge of fiqh. And he was known to be master in both of these fields. And he documented his whole fiqh that people are able to follow. Throughout centuries, people are following Imam Shafi rahimahullah. And he passed away at the age of 53. 53. For us, we say he's still young. But this is what he established during that short period of time. And a lot of great scholars, they passed away at young age. Barakah of time. This is called Barakah of time. This is what Rasulullah is saying, Zad Allahu fi umri. Allah will increase and will prolong his life. So in a short period of time, a person would be able to achieve what people cannot achieve in long periods of time. Allah will put barakah in his time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who will have barakah in everything that we do and give us tawfiq to serve our parents if they are alive and do whatever we are able to do for them if they have left the world so that they keep on receiving sadaqah jariya on our behalf and that will keep on pleasing them in their qabr. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqi Sayyidina wa habibina wa nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Amin.